Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 204. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> there was one time, if I, if I can just peel back the curtain here before we get started, that Jamie didn't send me the beginning of her recording because oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I record on my end and she records on her end and then she sends me the audio and we were missing like the first, I don't know, 30 seconds. Yeah. And so I didn't have a woo so I had to take a woo from an old episode. Oh, an and, old woo. Yeah, to make it sound like I had the audio from that episode. Flawless. Flawless. So uh, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm David Brody from Elvis and the Morning Show. And that other person I'm speaking to is Jamie from Light FM in New York. Hi, Jamie. Hello. We are only going to be doing an episode recap of Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 2. We are not going to be talking about World Beyond this week as far as the episode, because I jumped ahead an episode last week. I apologize. Yeah, you did. A special apology and a thank you to Casey Miller on Twitter. The Saxman64. I don't know if that means uh, you play the sax, Casey, and you were born in 1964, but whatever the case, <laughs> you wrote your last episode recapped both Exit Wounds and Family is a Full Letter Word. Uh, I did. I did. I don't, in fact, I don't, I'm not even sure I, I recapped Exit Wounds so much. As I just kind of blurred through it. We kind of like did a mishmash of all the episodes yeah. together. When, when the show gets great, I'll spend more time on it. Right now, it's all, it's all right. <laughs> if you guys want more World Beyond, let me know. But right now, I think we're doing the right amount, especially with fear. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, there was no Talking Dead this week, correct? I, okay, so it's not just me. I was looking for it, and I'm like, I don't see it. So I don't know if it's one of those where they're only going to do the first few episodes and then... Or they took the week. I didn't see any notification. I didn't look. I have to be honest with you. I did not look carefully enough. And so I, I could search Twitter right now. Maybe I should do that and just see if if they mentioned it. 
but uh, I don't. I just I went to watch it, and it wasn't there. Same. Same is right. Well, that's weird. What did you find out about Talking Dead? So Talking Dead actually will not be back until November 28th. Oh, that's bullshit. Hardwick, what are you doing? I know, and he didn't even give us a heads up. Oh, hey, guys, I'm gone for over a month. Bye. All right. Hold on. Oh, yeah, on Twitter, it said that last week they tweeted, we'll be back November 28th. That's not, oh, that's that's not a, really a month an and a half. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know if that was planned. I mean, they must have been planned, but they didn't say anything on the end of the episode. I don't think they did last week. Oh, we're, we're gone for a month and a half. Yeah, bye. That's totally turning your back on Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond. That's what that's doing. <laughs> that's the, a little bit. Yeah, that you know, that's like so nobody's watching it because nobody cares about these shows. That's I, I, I that's hurtful. That's like us not doing an episode. That's you know, oh, we're trying our sad. best. We're here, Hardwick. Let's go. Yeah, we're here. I'm sure it's not Chris's uh, decision. He didn't just have a baby this week where he's taken off like a month. He. Had a baby a few a month ago, a couple months ago? No, she's only five and a half months pregnant currently. Oh, right, right. She's pregnant. She didn't even have the baby. So what up? Yeah, so what are you doing? I mean, hope everything's all right. But I would know. think so. I hope uh, I hope so. Well, not everything is all right because there's no new episodes of Talking Dead. <laughs> That's true. My God, is this how you guys feel when we don't do new episodes of Walkers and Talkers? I, <laughs> like we're freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel bad now when we miss episodes. Now, as a fan, I'm on the fan side now going, where are the new episodes? And, <laughs> and you guys are always like, hey, where are your new episodes? And I always say, oh, we're trying. Are we taking off? There's going to be a week or so where we take off. I I'm, I, I know the week of Thanksgiving we're not going to work. It happens. Uh, yeah, it happens. So I don't. Okay. There you go. Sorry, everyone. But now <laughs> I feel your pain. We love you, though. Thank you. <laughs> okay. We have a lot of news to talk about. If you don't mind, I will kick off the news, if that's right, Jamie. Sorry. Sure. World Beyond showrunner Matt Negrady confirmed that since the Civic Republic military, the CRM, has appeared on all three shows, we can expect to see a little something by the show's end that connects to Fear the Walking Dead. He hmm. says in an interview, there's something with fear that could be a little bit of a tie-in towards the end of the season. I won't give too much away. It's something that isn't a huge thing, but it really is something else that we put into the end to make sure that it really felt like we're honoring the connectivity between all of the shows. The CRM is a larger organization, but they're not so large that different soldiers may or may not even know each other. Wow. So people may know each other. Okay. There's definitely some connections there. I won't say too much more about it other than we'll honor some of those connections with Walking Dead and Fear. So I'm telling you now, here's my prediction. In order for there to be a crossover of some kind, because remember, we've discussed this, World Beyond is in the same time frame as The Walking Dead. Yes. Which is almost eight years ahead of fear. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the CRM in eight years ago only twice. That's Le- true. The season finale of Fear, when because uh, we because Isabel, well, not season finale, but Isabel is is in the CRM. She's uh, Al's buddy, girlfriend. Girlfriend. And we've seen CRM eight years ago. When else? When Jadis rescued Rick eight years ago. Okay. Mm. So the only way there could be a crossover with the CRM and fear is if Isabel runs into Jadis eight years ago. Yeah, you're right. Isabel is a... Wait a minute. I just thought of something. Isabel is a helicopter pilot. I don't remember if we saw the helicopter pilot that saved Rick. No, we never saw a face. How <gasps> cool would it be if it was Isabel? Oh, my God. That's crazy. No, you're right. We never actually saw who took him. Right? I don't think it was a man. I don't remember them showing who it was. They didn't. So what if it was Isabel as the pilot 
from the Walking Dead episode? Or what about when they land, Isabel is there to meet the helicopter because she's part of the helicopter team. But that we don't totally see Rick get off the helicopter. Or yeah. we see Jadis walking into like the airport or the hangar or something, having just dropped off Rick. And maybe we see the helicopter, but not Rick. And we see Jadis and Isabel. Hmm. Right? That would be fear crossing over. Absolutely. With World Beyond and The Walking Dead. Yeah. Right? Because he says we're going to see fear, which would be Isabel, crossing over World Beyond, which would have to be Jadis. But it would have to be two, eight years ago haircut Jadis, not new <laughs> shaved head Jadis. It would be up, up, up Jadis. It would be, it would be right. It would, it would be, well, what's her real name? Anne. Anne. It would be Anne, right. It would, it would be post Jadis. So how about that? That's my prediction. Is that fair? Mind blown. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Jamie? Well, Fear considered actually showing the zombie baby from this past episode, but no, they thought. Oh, and they didn't? I want to and, see a zombie baby. And they didn't. So this is what showrunner Ian Goldberg said. He said, ultimately, it came down to, and this is just our personal sensibility, we thought it was more powerful to kind of imply rather than show. We thought that just seeing the bag move and hear the growl inside, let the characters, let the audience imagine for themselves what might be inside the case. For our taste, that was even more powerful than showing the actual baby. Uh... I kind of want to just, I'm a sicko. I just kind of want to see it a little bit, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. We still haven't, I mean, we still have, for some reason, I've never seen a Walker baby. Never. Now, if a Walker baby crawls, then the Walker, I mean, if the baby crawls. Oh my crawls, God, that's terrifying. Then the Walker would crawl. I want to yeah. see that. I <laughs> want to see that. We're, we're I was sick. hoping Grace gave birth to a Walker, but she did not. I know. I was, I was waiting for that, but that did not happen. Give us that. <laughs> Give us just one time. Bastards. One time. Bastards, I say. <laughs> it's not fair. I think we deserve Walker Baby. At least, out of all the seasons, just at least one to peek ooh, at. Ooh, Walker Baby Texas Ranger. How about that? <laughs> no? That's not so many visuals in my head. <laughs> yeah, little baby kicking ass in Texas. They're in Texas. <laughs> they are. So Walker Baby Texas Ranger. <laughs> it's all right there in front of them. That's the new, their new show. That's it. Walker Baby Texas Ranger. Uh, I'm in. Okay, so a character from World Beyond, from the CRM, from uh, one of the recent episodes, Dr. Ellis, who's working with, he's one of the teachers. He's the gray-haired guy that was with Hope, he taught Hope's class, and he's part of the Dr. Bennett team, right, working on trying to find a cure. Do you remember when he was mentioned on The Walking Dead? I don't, actually. Well, it was on a bus ride to Washington, D.C. in season five of The Walking Dead. Eugene mentioned Dr. Ellis, the smartest man I ever met. <gasps> Happened to love my hair. My old boss, T. Brooks Ellis, the director of the Human Genome Project. He said my hair made me look like, and I quote, a fun guy. <laughs> that's the worst Eugene impression ever, but that's... I, so he talked I hear about it. it that, that this guy was a superstar with... Uh, genetics and so they actually since he exists in the world they made him part of the team at crm whoa and by the way it's technically cr the civic republic yes i keep saying they're at crm they're at cr which they've mentioned on the show i just keep saying crm because the military is also there so uh i'm gonna go both uh both types both descriptions so don't don't get all you know uh don't be mad but you giddy yeah, don't get mad at me. I know it's CR, but I, I just I'm using I'm saying CRM for as a catch-all because the CRM is at the CR, the Civic Republic. Okay, he's at the Civic Republic. 
What do you got, Jamie? Keep going. Uh, well, from Insider.com, there was an interview with Lenny James. So your friend, Kristen Acuna. Kirsten? Asked, Kirsten? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Kirsten Acuna. You know asked, how she gets, even though I've never met her. <laughs> she, I know how she gets. Kirsten yeah. Acuna asked him, since you were the only person right now in the Walking Dead universe who was on the series pilot, when you heard this news, what did you think? Oh, oh. they may want to have me back for the final season. And then she asked him, would you want to be back at all? Oh, this is about the show being canceled. The show being canceled. So then Lenny James said, I did have that conversation. Yes. But that's all that is. That's about as much as I can say. Wow. Which is a non non answer. (laughs) Okay. So in order for Lenny James to be on The Walking Dead, it would either have to be a flashback or it would have to be eight eight years in in the future, which means he can't die on fear. Because he'd have to live long enough to make it to The Walking Dead eight years later. Well, he doesn't die, so that that would make I sense. Don't die. I did read an, an interview with him, uh, I think on comicbook.com, where he said, you know, he's committed to Grace and the baby, but if he found out Rick was in trouble, he would have a hard time not leaving. Oh, I agree with that statement. Remember, fear is roughly in the timeline of when Rick disappeared. Yes. Right, because... It's all roughly the same period, roughly, give or take a couple of months yeah. here or there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy anniversary, Jamie. Oh, for what? October 23rd. Uh, today's the 26th as we're recording this. October 23rd, 2016. Five years ago, the episode, season seven premiere, The Day Will Come When You Won't Be. That's when uh, Negan was officially, officially introduced. And uh, he introduced Lucille to Abraham and Glenn. Spoiler. Oh, oh, you had to go there. Five years. Man, five. What the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's not harp on that. What else you got? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, in, in fear, people are stripping the walkers. Yes. So who is stripping the walkers? Perverted bastards. Yes. So showrunner Andrew Chambliss said, we will learn who has been stripping the dead and we will learn why they're doing it. He said, I will say it is not the CRM. And the reason for stripping the dead is driven by reasons that are much more personal than anything under which the CRM operates. Oh, so they're perverts. That's what I said. Well, it's personal, whatever it is. It's got to be one of these freaky groups that. The, the, you know they need to take their clothing off so that they're no longer hu- they're no longer tied to their human you know who they were uh, or these people know them and they don't want them walking around in the clothing that ties them to who they were when they were alive. It's got to be some freak who just can't like accept the fact that it's, they can't accept it. Yeah. Oh, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach. Uh, you got anything else? Because I, I don't have any more news. Well, Beta is actually the first Walking Dead character to appear on all three shows. So okay. I know you're wondering. Your boy, your boy Ryan Hurst, you, you My boy Ryan about. Hurst. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of good looking. I know this one, but go ahead. I know this one. <laughs> okay. So some of you may be wondering, well, where did he turn up? So this week on World Beyond, Silas and Dennis are working in the CRM Decontamination Center, and Eagle Eye fans spotted a copy of Beta's album, Half Moon Live in Concert, which also appeared on The Walking Dead. Yes. Also... And and then also in the season 10 flashback episode, we half see Negan's wife, Lucille, shout out to Hillary Burton Morgan, wearing a half moon concert T-shirt yep, when she was in bed, when she was in bed and she was sick. Yep. And in the fifth season of fear, we see his face maskless on the cover of a vinyl record owned by country music fan, none other than Daniel Salazar. Oh, right. When they dropped the records on the ground. Yes. That was the first time when I was like, that's beta. 
That's Beta. So That's he's Ryan been in Hurst. three shows. Yeah. Oh, look, look, look at him. <laughs> yeah, no one from World Beyond. Uh, yeah, because Jadis hasn't been on Fear. She's been on two shows. Dwight's been on two shows. Sherry's been on two shows. Morgan. Morgan's been on two shows. So Yeah, so, oh, I, I, I do have a little bit of news. Oh, There's okay. a sneak trailer, a sneak peek trailer for season 11 of The Walking Dead from the from from the second part of the three-part season. Ooh, a sneak peek? But fuck you, trailer guy, unless they're faking it, unless they're, <laughs> they're trying to trick us. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the details, because if you don't want to see, you don't have to. I'm not going to spoil anything. But they show a lot of scenes of, like, filming, so... They show scenes being played out with the cameras, like you see behind, like you're behind the cameras watching it being filmed. But then they show a couple of scenes from the episode where Daryl's talking to Leah. So obviously they meet after the big arrow firing situation. Oh yeah, the those firework things. They don't show Negan, but I'm pretty sure they show. Well, I'm not gonna say what else they show. But there's a scene where they show a regular cast member, okay, who's not at Commonwealth. And then they show a bunch of Commonwealth soldiers on horses riding towards something. And they make it look like they're riding towards wherever the regular character from The Walking Dead is located. Oh. But you don't see them both in the same shot. So they show the, they show the person. Then they show the CRM on horses. Then they show the person saying, something's coming. But you don't know if it's the same Scene. Same scene, which they do like to do that to us. They like to mind us like it that. could be. A, it could be right. It could be. A, it could be a, one of those fakes, or it could be that Eugene gave up the beans. <gasps> I in which case, fuck you, trailer I guy. I still don't know if he gave up the beans. I'm very curious. Well, this sort of implies a little bit, a little bit. He gave them up. Maybe I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not gonna get no details. He <laughs> gave up the beans. <laughs> uh, he may have, uh, you know, handed over the uh, the family jewels. He may have coughed him up. He may. Have, he is a selfish man. Well, he's he's out for his own safety. But you remember, they promised him the world. They promised him if he, that his people would be safe. And plus, he was about to get punished again for oh, yeah, punching the, the bratty well. son of uh, Pamela Milton. Yeah, that was not going to end well. No, not going to end well. Okay, let's talk about fear. Uh, the episode six hours. I know the episode after that is available, but I'm not reviewing that yet because a lot of you haven't seen it yet. Yes. So. Six hours. Did you like it? I thought it was a little much and like a little unrealistic, but overall I did like it. Well, which part was unrealistic? The part that kept taking their masks off in a nuclear holocaust and they didn't die? Yeah, and they let their dog run around. Or the fact and... that they, they shot out. Uh, I'll tell you what they shot out later, but there was so much bullshit. The dog, the dog must be immune to radiation the same way the horses are. I know. When I saw the dog, I'm like, oh, the horses that you talked about. I think the whole point is for them. They just want us to go, just play along. Just play along. No one's going to notice the dog. I'm sure the dog is fine. <laughs> we notice the dog. Yeah, we. I notice the dog. Bastards. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, Morgan and Grace are in the submarine. Again, somehow they survived the radiation along with the dog when they were outside when the bomb went off. The radiation, I guess, did not travel fast enough, even though the wind did. Remember the, the wind? wind sure did. Oh, yeah. But that's yeah. okay because they hid they hid behind a tire. Oh, and there's <laughs> there's lots of tire bullshit, by the way, uh, in this episode. A lot uh, of Yes, it. there is. Before I get to that, I'm going to take a, 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 a I'm going to backtrack a second cuz I forgot a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Juan Vasquez, a regular listener of this podcast, the Elvis Duran Morning Show and of course the Brooklyn Boys, noticed 
that on the October, yesterday's episode, October 25th, you could see it on at Elvis Duran show of the 15 minute morning show. I wore my new walkers and talkers t-shirt. Oh, you did? I did. Oh. To which Nelson Ocasio replied, I received mine today. So thank you. I just saw mine yesterday. uh, I know you did because you were away. Uh, Marcus DC. Love you, buddy. He sent me a picture. I got mine. Where's yours? Brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. Oh, awesome. And uh, Frank Maltalvo DM'd me a picture. Loving my new shirt. Yay. Thank you guys for ordering. And he sent the picture of his Walkers and Talkers shirt. And uh, I'm going to post that on my Instagram story at some point. Remember, if you buy merch and send us a picture of it, post it on your social media. Yes. I will repost it on mine. And me too. And the Walking Dead account. The Walkers and Talkers account. Not the Walking Dead account. Our, okay, yeah. Our Walkers <laughs> yes, and Talkers account. Ours. <laughs> walkers underscore Talkers. And of course, at David Brody uh, and at The Talking Jamie. So thank you for your support. Again, if you have the shirt, I know there's more people because I know how many sold. And it was a bunch of them. Let's get those pictures posted. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's add. Okay, back to the episode. So Grace goes out looking for food in her nuclear hazmat suit. Everything is yellow and dreary. Oh, and it's I, so bad looking I'm sorry. There. As a fan watching the show... It's depressing me. Yes. I normally never get super depressed on the show, but today, watching that episode, I was like, this is really like, It's not claustrophobia. Dark. It's sort of that feeling of like your chest gets a little heavy and you're like, ugh. It's like total is... defeat. You know how the ratings went down for The Walking Dead after Glenn and Abraham five years ago? Yeah. Then there was that feeling of like the saviors just crapping on our fan our favorites. People. Our people. And it was like, ugh. That's what this, ra- they better get rid of this radiation fast. I need to see more scenes with Strand where they're <laughs> no. safe. Yeah. You know, if everything's going to be indoors and, and bottled up, I'm not, I'm not loving that. Not loving it. Everything outside is orange. <laughs> orange or yellow. Ugh. She finds a strip mall and she goes into some store where there's actually a mouse alive. She sees fresh blood on a pole, right? But they never explain where the blood came from. Did nope, you notice never that? do. And there's noise coming from the back room. She tries to catch the mouse and fails, so the mouse gets away. She finds containers of baby food and hears the noise again, and so she she panics, and the whole, it's one of these shelves that you can tilt down and take out of the wall, so you can oh adjust God. the height of the shelves. The whole shelf tilts down. Could she have made any more noise on the planet? Right. <laughs> the man and woman come running in now. They don't see her. No. Right? They walk right up, they lean on, they get down on the, on the floor to pick up baby food, and they don't see her. Oh my God. And, of course, they take the baby food. Oh, yeah, of course. And I'm thinking to myself, this baby food's been sitting there for months, right? And there's there's a nuclear holocaust. People are dying for food. It's Even in the zombie apocalypse, why would there ever be any food left in the store after so many years? There wouldn't be. But in in an apocalypse like this, how is there food left? It's like a double apocalypse. Apocalypse. (laughs) I can't say the word. Uh, Apothecary table. It's It's apothecary table. (laughs) Yeah, from days of yore. (laughs) Shout out, friends. Okay, so I'm calling coincidence bullshit. So we've already established that they've been in that that submarine at least a couple of months, right? I mean, the baby's not huge, but... She's getting bigger. Right, and the baby crawls. So the baby's at least a few months old, right, to crawl. about Uh, six, seven months. They crawl after like three months because they can turn over and... and, uh, Yeah, yeah, And, and I've had three kids, but if I'm off, it's... It's been a long well, time that, since you were babies. You know more than me. I, I, I've had none. You've had three. You have none that you know of. 
Not that I don't know. I would know. <laughs> I, would, I would think, yeah. So here's my coincidence bullshit on this. Nuclear Holocaust, right? Zombie apocalypse. Nobody has walked in there looking for food. And, and at the same moment that Grace goes out in the storm, these people are in the same building of all the buildings in all the directions you could possibly go. Taking the baby food. <laughs> right. Now, now I, this is the part I'm not sure about. I don't know how far Grace was when she walked. If she drove the distance, it probably was a 15-minute car ride. But she walked like two hours to this yeah, place. she walked a long time. Which would be like a 15-minute car ride, maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I could do the math, but roughly 20 minutes, whatever it is. These men and women had, from what we, we they had gas masks on, right? Yeah. They were looking for baby food. That's not the couple we see later that, that, that doesn't have a baby anymore. That's what I first thought, but it's not. Right. It's another rando couple. So they don't see her. They shoot the rat. Because they're afraid of it, rather than think to eat it. Well, it's probably contaminated. Right. So, well, wouldn't the baby food also be contaminated? Yes, because when they leave and they don't see Grace there, she uses her Geiger counter on the one, there's one can of baby food they didn't take. I'm not sure why you wouldn't take all of them. Yeah. And it's high in radiation. Of course it is. Yeah. She runs up, so she starts yelling, I'm here. I'm right here. Like, you found me. Come get me. Come kill me. And she runs outside and they're gone. Now, there's no car, there was no car. There was no car tire. There was no tire tracks. And so the, I was thinking to myself, did she imagine them? I think with those gas masks on and the way it covers their head, they probably were far enough away they just didn't hear her. Maybe. Maybe. Then she starts screaming she doesn't want to be here anymore. And she's playing with the hood of her jacket. And for a second, did you think she was going to pull her mask off? Oh, 100%. I'm like, yeah. uh-oh, here it comes. Yeah, they totally wanted us to think that. All right, so she gets back to the submarine, and that's when we learn that six hours is the longest they can be outside for. I guess the radiation suits don't hold up well enough, or they don't filter enough air. Yeah, that's their time limit. Yeah, so that's why the episode's called Six Hours. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> Morgan says it's his turn. He heads out, and he's back in exactly six hours. While he's gone... Grace very awkwardly tries to shut the baby up. It's crying like crazy. She's not bonding with it. He tells her no. to sing to, to the kid because that's what Dwayne liked. But she doesn't sing to it. She's just sort of not good with the baby. We find out later why. But that's yeah. what they're trying to show you. Anyway, she says, did you find any food? And he says, I didn't find any food, but I wasn't looking for it. Now, the baby is starving. They're starving. He wasn't out looking for food. He goes, but I was... I'd be like, what the hell were you doing? He says, I was working on something else. So mm. they, they go outside, and I don't, I don't know how this is possible. I really don't. I'm calling bullshit on the whole thing. He, <laughs> he got a car. It's an old Pinto, which in and of itself is at least 40 years old. And now it's gone through a zombie apocalypse where it's been mm -hmm. sitting outside. And, and there's a nuclear explosion, and the car is still running. How? And, and somehow he puts these huge metal bumper guards on the front of it. If, in fact, he did. And he seals up the whole car, he says. Right? Did, did he, first of all, did he weld them onto the front? With what blowtorch? How did he get those things to stay on there? Exactly. So many questions. So he says he's, he's sealed up the car. So he plastic wraps the car and he duct tapes the car so that the air inside is safe for the baby. Okay. But unless you did that in an airtight room and sucked the radiation out of the car. That's what I thought. I thought, where did, where did you do this inside? How did you get the air inside clean simply mm -hmm. by sealing it up? The mm -hmm. inside would still have radiation. That's what I thought. But he managed to do this when there's no garage around. <laughs> he built a car, souped it up, 
got diesel fuel from the submarine. With right. what? What, did you go over to the gas tank of the submarine? <laughs> and and get gas out? And she didn't notice Siphon it? Siphon it out? And the, the Pinto runs on diesel fuel? What? I Yeah. You just going to brush over that? Oh, the, the Pinto, the Ford Pinto, is running on the same fuel that submarine, the nuclear submarine is running on. <laughs> and isn't it nuclear powered? Isn't it running on nuclear energy? Don't tweet me. I don't really care enough. I'm just saying it out loud. <laughs> I can go look it up. But it just seems weird to me that the sub runs on... How much diesel fuel can you have on a submarine that it wouldn't I... sink the sub? Seriously. Or sub the sink. Sub the sink. <laughs> I, I have so many questions. He says, look, we can, we can take the car and drive out of this nuclear fallout area. We should leave the submarine where we're safe, and rather than go looking for food, just drive out of this. Let's just find some new place to live. I, I, have, I have all the coordinates from the submarine of where the nuclear missiles fired and landed. We'll just go where they didn't land. Seems like a good plan, right? Uh, yeah. Now, this is the Walking Dead universe, is it not? It is. And what happens when you go on a car ride, Jamie? Trees in the road, bodies in the road. Uh, spikes, the nails, walkers, the, the the brake cable snaps. Something is going to happen. They Your fuel can't, tank gets shot. They can't <laughs> drive to their destination. It runs out of gas. Yeah. Something is going to happen where you're not getting to your destination. How do you not know that? How do you not know that you're on the show, like you're, you're in the world of The Walking Dead. You know in the past how many years, not since the days of Glenn driving his Challenger into Atlanta and out of Atlanta, rather, that, that anyone gets where they're going. You're, you're not going to make it. Oh, I'm going to call major bullshit when, when, they, don't, when they don't make it. I got to, oh, I got to, oh my God. Oh, all I right. can't wait. We'll get to all of that more. But right now I'm going to play the Chris Hardwick ID he did for us, the really long one. Because oh, okay. we don't get talking dead. So here's a little Chris Hardwick. We'll play some commercials. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Chris Hardwick. I host Talking Dead and Talking Preacher and Talking and Talking Talking and Talking Things. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers. The only talking show I don't host. With David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so we got to see, we got to listen to Chris Hardwick a couple minutes ago. Yay, we get to hear his voice. You're all welcome, everybody. <laughs> Give you a little taste of Chris Hardwick. All right. So they're in the car. Everything's fine. So you know that that's not going to last. Morgan has a great idea. Let's put the cassette from her Walkman that she used to listen to with the baby all the time. And she used to play it for the baby. Let's put the cassette for a road trip into the cassette player. Right. The car is so old it has a cassette player. I would argue. Bad idea. It might have an 8-track player in it. But it's got a cassette player. And it's her unborn baby tape. And it's her talking to the baby. And she freaks out. Now, I, I, I'm I not a mother who lost a child, so I can't comment on the way she reacted. But she got very upset. And she starts fumbling. Get the tape out. Stop it. Get the tape out. I, I know she's panicked. But has she never seen a cassette player in a car before that she can't push the eject button? I was thinking. I'm like, where the hell's the eject button, lady? She's hitting it like she's blind. And she's trying to feel up the face of it. Like she was having a spaz, right? But then Morgan can't seem to eject the tape. He's like, "I understand. I'll, I'll eject the tape for you," but he also can't eject it. You've driven a car before, Jamie? Of course. I've driven many cars before. When you're fumbling over the radio and you're fighting with your partner, even if it's not a negative fight, you should stop the car, right? You're driving in the fog and the haze of a nuclear fallout. The windows aren't exactly clean on the car. You should probably stop, fiddle with the radio. But also, no. has anyone heard of the volume button? Just right. turn it down. Turn the volume off. Stop the car oh. and turn the car off and open yeah. the door. The radio will go off unless it's hardwired to the battery. I understand that. So there's lots of ways they could have handled it, but they don't. So let's handle it the worst way possible. The way The Walking Dead <laughs> handles it. <laughs> Morgan crashes the car because he sees something up ahead. I don't see him hit the brakes, by the way. He turns the wheel hard and goes right into a wall of stuff. Oh, my God. And he runs over something that they focus in on so that you could see it bent the pipe. It bent the tire uh, rim. The rim. The rim of the tire, right? The wheel. So good thing you put those giant bumper guards on the front of the car. Because they did no good except to plow so the boxes. Good they did. You yep. still ran over something. So then he says, the rim is bent. I think I saw a body shop. Of course you did. Of oh, course. I, I was screaming bullshit when he goes, oh, I think I saw a body shop. Oh, did you now? The minute you, you drove into town, right, you were going slowly. Well, first of all, why would you drive into a town? What were you hoping to do? Stop and stay the night? You already know you can't be outside for more than six hours. Yeah. Why were they in the town? Why were they slowing down? Haul ass on a highway, honey. So he saw a body shop. Now, unless you know how to work the vice grips or whatever they use to heat and mold and fix a bent rim. But no, I'll get to the bullshit because, okay. She (laughs) takes her mask off and says, go on without me. She says the car will get, like basically implies the car will get better gas mileage. And the supplies will last longer without me. I'm okay to die. I never wanted the baby. It's not my baby. Never wanted the baby. Because Morgan's like, what about the baby? She's like, it's not my baby. So while they're arguing, perfect timing bullshit, a crazy couple with guns comes up on them 
Because that's what happens when you drive into a town. There's going to be people there. Hiding. They tell him that baby Mo is in the car and be careful and that let's get our baby because obviously they want to take the car and their belongings. And she says immediately, that's our baby. That's our Emma. Now, we already oh know boy. the history of the baby. We know who the mother and father were. Yeah, so I was like, what? Also, I know that people adopt, and when I say adopt, I mean find babies and take them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to point this out, and I know she's crazy. I understand that. But for us, there's no chance of, that we think it's their baby. Now, I know she's like, I want a baby, so it's my baby. I get that. But it just seemed like, oh, come on. Come on. Unstable. So they're clearly insane. At this point, I'm thinking, how long before they're dead? Can we just kill them already? <laughs> ah. So they force Morgan to fix the tire on the car. And he does this by putting a new rim and a new tire on the car. Now, a couple of things have to happen. Jamie, I don't know how much you know about fixing cars and tires. Oh, Lord, not much. Either Morgan found a rim that happened to be the exact same size as a 1980s Pinto and mm-hmm. a tire that fit on it. And he knows how to work the machinery to get a tire back on a tire rim that he found the tire the same size as a rim from a 1980s Pinto. (laughs) The odds. (laughs) Or somehow he fixed the rim. Morgan fixed the rim of a car that's bent. Hmm. Well, the car's not bent. The rim was bent. The rim. So now Grace says, look, I'm going to help you. I'm here to help you. I I I don't want you guys to die. So let's, let's take care of the situation. So now she's back on board. Good thing these people came by. There are walkers outside the glass doors of the garage and they're oozing something. The guy, the father, tells Morgan they're from the crater. I guess where the missile hit. Yeah. And if you hit them, they fall apart and you don't want that stuff on you. Grace goes over to the mom and starts bonding with her like mom to mom. Plays music so the baby stops crying because the father is not loving the noise that walkers are making and he's not loving the noise that the baby's crying. So already there are signs the guy doesn't like noise very much. Morgan says, look, why don't we all go together in the car? I know a safe way to get out of there. And you guys have uh, supplies. And the woman says, oh, you know about Padre? Remember Padre from last week? Oh, I do with Will. What does Padre mean? Right. Morgan uh, tricks the guy to be distracted for a second and takes the gun away um, because the guy's an idiot. But as he takes the gun away, he falls down, giving the guy enough time to run to the back of the car and jump in the hatchback. My God. Of the Pinto, pull it closed before Morgan can get up and shoot them. The wife is in the, the driver's seat. She stunt drives the car backwards through <laughs> the garage door that splinters. Luckily, the garage door wasn't sturdy because most of them would have just bounced her ass. Yeah, yeah. Morgan yells at Grace, you're just scared. You're just scared, right? Like, now's now's really the time to tell her that she's... This is not the time. So he shoots out the back window of the car. Now it's no longer airtight, right? Nope, not anymore. Don't tell me later that you managed to airtight the car again because the doors have been open already, right? They've got in it. Oh, yeah, and they're infected too. So now they're, they're off in the distance now. A hundred yards away, Morgan manages with the rifle, because he's a marksman, to shoot the car and it stops. We find out later he shot the tire and they stop. I would have kept going personally yeah, going. if the tire was shot because what's the difference? You're in an <laughs> apocalypse. You ruin the tire. Big fucking deal. 
You're riding on dirt. You could have kept going. You wouldn't have to stop short. So Morgan grabs the guy from the car and throws him on the ground. Then the woman jumps on him and then the guy grabs the baby and runs off. Morgan slams her to the ground, but then walkers are coming. So he saves her and they all run towards some building that they barricade. There's wood planks and somehow they have a hammer and nails and they barricade the window up. Because, you know, they had a hammer and nails, you know. Of course, you know, the bucket of nails. In the supercar. The hammer. Which, by the way, the producers of the show said was supposed to be a tribute to Mad Max and the apocalypse of Mad Max. Yes. So it was a Mad Max-looking vehicle. A nod. So the two of them have badly burned faces, and they said they were in a bomb shelter when the bomb went off. And I'm thinking to myself, did you run to a bomb shelter? Were you guys, like, preppers ready to go? Or were you already in the bomb shelter waiting for the day when a bomb went off? Yeah, because she was missing her nose. The two of them explained how they gassed up a car and drove east to Louisiana because Morgan wants to drive east. But a storm brought the fallout in that direction and they didn't make it. Morgan asks, where were you going? And so they show them where Padre was. It's near a city called Victoria, which seems Mm. to be near the water in Texas, near the Gulf of Mexico on the eastern side. They said, we heard it was safe on the radio. So maybe they heard Alicia talking about it or or whoever Alicia heard on the radio was talking about it. This strikes me as Terminus Part 2, by the way. Ooh. You know, the community we everybody heard was safe. Oh, we heard yeah. it was safe. So we all headed there. And it's not. You know it's not. You know Padre has to be. I have a feeling like Padre is a cult leader. Like Teddy. Oh. Like he's he's the old father. Like he's the. He's, he's the guy. He's the David Koresh or the Teddy guy. Yeah, no good is coming from Padre. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they say to them, look, bring your supplies and you guys can come back with us to the submarine. And so I'm thinking to myself, if the car was drivable, why did they stop the car short? Right. Why did they stop? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut to Morgan putting another new tire on the car. <laughs> and it fits a 1980s Pinto perfectly. Now, I know that tire sizes haven't changed. I mean, uh, the tires could be the same, but a little body shop. Is uh, First of all, body shops don't stock thousands of tires. They don't. So you're telling me that a car was being repaired at the body shop that happened to have the wheels taken off? <laughs> all right? Of the same size tire you happen to need? Come on now. I oh, God. Tire bullshit. <laughs> Morgan says, I want to go to Padre, not the submarine. You can come with us. Grace wants to go back to the sub. A car pulls up in the distance with its lights on, with lights on the roof, kind of creepy. And a person steps out of the car looking like they're wearing some kind of body armor. Yeah, like military gear or something. Morgan yells, don't come any closer or I'll shoot you. And the person keeps walking. He was not playing because he shot his ass. He shot him twice. And on the third shot, the guy fell down. Maybe because whatever you're wearing, even if it's Kevlar, you still feel the brunt of the the bullet. Of course. Uh, Not from personal experience. I just know stuff. You just know these things. Right. We don't see him again for a while. They leave the crazy father with the baby, and I don't know why, but he's in in the room with Grace and the baby, and he's outside with the woman putting the tire on the car, and he says to her, your baby's dead. You have to admit, like, your baby's gone, and it'll help you with the trauma of you thinking that their baby is her baby. You have to come to grips with the baby being dead. Yeah. Morgan notices there's something alive in the suitcase. Oh, and here it is. Little tiny. Sorry, baby walk up. Oh, oh, that's like sadly cute. Thank you. Or cutely sad. (laughs) Cutely sad. So Morgan gets out of the car and shoots into the suitcase. 
Oh. And, and kills it and tells her she needs to move on and get over the fact that Emma is dead. Because now Emma is doubly dead. Oh, he, Emma, Emma dead for sure now. She's rambling how the baby wouldn't stop crying. The baby wouldn't stop crying. So then she says, my, you know, Fred couldn't, uh, Fred, I think is the husband, couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the crying. He wanted to make the baby stop crying. Then Morgan realizes this psychopathic bastard killed the baby. Oh, shit. Killed the baby. Yes. And he realizes, of course, Grace is back across the street in the building with the father. And all Mo does is cry her ass off. Right. <laughs> Whole time. Which is driving the father insane. Now, Morgan can't get back to the house because all of a sudden there are walkers there between the building and Morgan. So he kills enough of them. And then he... I can't deal with this. Um, Morgan finds a tin can attached to a... Oh, my God. Attached to a string. I saw this. I was like, this... Stop it right now. And he yells through the tin can to Grace. (laughs) Who, first of all, I know it's a small town... But why is there a tin can on a string for people outside to talk to people inside? I mean, coincidence, tin can coincidence bullshit. We've never called tin can. Never. Never with the tin can. I don't know how she hears him over the little tin can because the baby's crying. The father's trying to get the baby to shut up, but she hears him whispering in the tin can. Yeah. So she picks up the tin can and I guess Morgan must have said he killed his own baby because it was crying. Stop him. Cut to him. About to slow motion. <gasps> yes. Slow motion walking, creeping up on the baby. Wouldn't you like just go boom, put your hands on the baby? It was really creepy the way he was like, okay, now it'll, it'll, it's going to be better now. Yeah. I mean, what kind of killer is like slow motion so you can be stopped? My God. So uh, we have to assume that, that he got the message to Grace because she shoots him dead. Yep. Why she didn't yell, get away from the baby or I'll shoot, I don't know. It wasn't like he could have grabbed the baby fast that he could have shot him. She could have shot him. But she shoots him, not in the leg. She shoots him and kills him. As she should have. Now she realizes her motherly instincts have kicked in. And she now loves the baby. She picks up Mo and sings to her. They have a bond. They bond. She's finally accepted the baby. That's all it took. Remember, she wanted to kill herself, but then the bad guys showed up. So then she changed her mind. She hated the baby. The bad guy was about to kill it. Now she changed her mind. Now she loves it. Grace is a woman of conviction. (laughs) So Morgan kills all the walkers. He miraculously gets the car ready and somehow fixes the back window. Come on now. Was there a windshield laying around the body shop that he knew how to install in a 1980s Pinto? Was Safe Flight Repair there? (laughs) Yeah, Safe Flight Repair, Safe Flight Replace. Safe Flight Replace. Not a commercial, not a sponsor. (laughs) He, uh, He notices the lights on the truck go out. So whoever it was he shot, got back in the truck, but decided to turn the lights off. Because that's not creepy. Later on, we learned this is somebody bad. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. He leaves the woman, the mother, and drives off. I mean, she's dying anyway. Her face is gone. She's not She's not long for this world. Oh, God. But she has no food and no protective gear. No. And at no point did they oh. try to take the masks from Morgan and Grace. I guess they figured they were too far gone. What's they the were way too far gone. So they're driving off. Morgan says he feels bad about leaving her. And Grace says it's okay. She wants to spend what little time she has left with her husband and child. I'm thinking, yep, but they're but both they're dead. dead. And now the baby has a bullet hole in it. The baby's dead, dead too. And the, the and by this point, the husband's a walker unless Grace shot him in the head. Yep. 
Right? She's going to spend time with the dead family members? I, that's what I thought. I was like, oh. You know what this was? This was a way for Grace to say it out loud that she really wants to spend time with her man and baby. Yeah. For what little time she has left. It's yeah, an you're comparison. right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm done being the soothsayer and figuring all this out. Let's, <laughs> let's play another commercial. Should I play Chris okay. Hardwick again? Sure, why not? Or should I play Michael Cutlets because it's the fifth anniversary of him getting... Oh, yeah, it's the fifth anniversary. I think we need to do him. Right, I'll play justice. Michael Cutlets, one of the ones I haven't played in a while. Okay? Yep. Maybe the one he, he couldn't get right. Uh, here we go. Michael Cutlets. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's Michael Cutlets from The Walking Dead. I play Abraham Ford. You are listening to Walker. What the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. We're going to use that We're going to use that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay. Back on the submarine, Morgan and Grace come back, and they're surrounded by a bunch of guys in really cool nuclear uh, safety suits. And the one guy... Now, okay, they were gone, and they happened to come back at the same time. Yeah. This, this, again, coincidence bullshit. The guy takes off his headgear, and it's Howard. It's nerdy Howard from the apartment. My God. Coincidence bullshit. Grace, for some reason, because Morgan is about to approach them, and she says, Morgan. Now, of course, that's all you needed, because then Howard says, Morgan Jones? As if there could not be another Morgan in the apocalypse. How do you know that name? So he tells him who he is, and that he's with Strand, and that Strand is alive, and Morgan's like, Strand's alive. And he says, yeah, and I know all about you guys. He says, Grace is welcome to come to the tower where Strand has developed a society, but Morgan, you are not. You didn't make the cut. So Strand has already made a list of people who, if they find them, are allowed in the building. Alicia, not allowed. Morgan, not allowed. Damn, savage. I'm going to call bullshit on this in a minute, but because it's coming up. I'm, <laughs> I'm teasing the bullshit. 
Okay. So Howard, the way he talks about Strand, is now completely in Strand's cult. Oh, 100%. He's doing something you couldn't. He's giving us food and water and security. Uh, and he's he's sort of has an attitude towards Morgan. Like he hates Morgan, but he has no reason to hate Morgan. Morgan's not a bad guy. Now, Strand may have told him Morgan's a bad guy, but he's acted like Morgan's a piece of shit. Grace says... I know what Strand did to Morgan, and I have no interest in going with you guys. Not going to happen. Morgan offers to give the baby to them, so the baby will have a safe place to live. And Grace says, no. No, I'm, no the baby's staying with us, and I'm not going. I'm turning down the offer. So now Morgan realizes, okay, she doesn't hate the baby anymore. She's team baby. Team baby. <laughs> so then they're like, why did you guys attack us on the road? And he's like, we didn't, you know, we did. That wasn't us. We were on a scouting mission. They basically imply it wasn't them on the road who attacked them. Hmm. So these pricks went through all the cabinets and took all the supplies. Dicks. And they turn and notice the baby is crawling for the first time. Oh, the baby's crawling. Oh, no. The baby is crawling on a rubber mat. And Grace, looking at the mat, says there's something under the mat. Now, at this point, you cannot see there's something under the mat. You can't. You can't. And why have they never looked under the mats in all the months they're living in a submarine? Seriously, rip it up. Maybe there's a trap door or something. Yeah. So they lift it up, and for some reason, there's storage in the floor of a submarine. I've never been on a nuclear submarine. I just would imagine they'd be in cabinets. I don't know, but it's the pantry, so maybe this whole floor, I don't know. Maybe that's where you put it. Maybe that's where they put it. So they find all this food, and Grace says, oh my God. There's, there's months worth of food here. And he says, and powdered milk. I have to assume they've got water on the nuclear side. I would hope so, because those cans there, of oatmeal was, and powdered milk need that water. Yeah, I guess there was enough water for the whole crew still on, on the ship. Okay. Yeah. They can mix the water and make milk for the baby. Oh. Cut to a campfire. There's a guy and a dog, and the dog looks awfully familiar. It looks like the dog that Emil, the bounty hunter, yes. from one episode, episode one, season six. His his noble steed, his little doggy. His doggy, yes. You just called him a horse. But either way, there's, I no, know, but there's he, no mask on. He's so that's loyal. Fine. He's loyal. He looks down on the ground by the campfire. He sees the box, the head box that says Morgan Jones on it. And he reaches in the box and pulls out the head of Emil, the bounty hunter. The guy takes off his mask. Why? I thought for a second, maybe he wants to get a closer look at the walker. Yeah. But then he says to the walker, I'm sorry, brother, but the guy got the best of me today. This is the guy that was in that truck that was coming after Morgan. Yes. But if you look closely at him, it's the same actor. It's Emil's twin brother. It is. And at first it took me a minute. I rewound it. I go, wait, what am I watching? Yeah. If you remember when Emil killed the first guy by the campfire, he gave him beans to eat. And he says, oh, what's your recipe? He says, it's my brother's secret recipe twin brother that is so the two of them survived the apocalypse living in the same region and i guess we're both bounty hunters or both men of uh kick-ass ability men of the land men of the land (laughs) so somehow he found his brother's head in a box i found a head in a box where the hell did he find this because didn't they put the head in the box didn't they give the head in the box to Ginny? they certainly did but then from there where the hell did this guy find it that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't Ginny have just disposed of the head? You would think so. That's weird. Or was Emil's brother part of Ginny's group, which we never saw? And wouldn't they have sent both of them out after Morgan? I, How did he get the box? That's that's what I was wondering. I, I don't know. Okay, so uh, scenes from next week seems to be, or, or next episode, 
Yes. A lot of John Sr. and June and some woman strapped to a table. They're all inside yep. the bunker. Remember they climbed down into the bunker on the hill? <laughs> Not to be confused with Castle on a Hill from Ed Sheeran, who, by the way, has COVID, speedy recovery. Oh, I know he does feel better, Ed. Morgan calls Strand on a walkie-talkie that somehow works during a nuclear fallout from a huge distance, and it's the same frequency, and he tells Strand, I'm coming for you. Better than a tin can. <laughs> yeah, right, thank you. <laughs> we got walkie-talkie bullshit called. Oh. Janovic, uh, a regular, 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 both of my podcasts, or two of my, yes. all of my podcasts. I'm calling Radio BS between Morgan and Victor. He's calling bullshit on the use of walkie-talkies. He said, you can't interrupt someone talking on the radio. If both parties press the talk button on the radio, they won't hear each other. I was going to say they cancel each other out. Very good. Very good, Janovic. I did not catch that. So you get points for catching that. I I, I was calling uh, radio distance bullshit. <laughs> but maybe they explain where he got the radio from. Okay. Maybe they, they go after Howard and take his radio. I don't know. But somehow they got a radio to walk. Maybe they jump back in the car. I don't know. But somehow they got a radio to talk to. I, they have to have gotten a radio from somebody. Maybe they were outside and they... I don't know. I give up. We'll have to see. Okay. <laughs> Pulled it out uh, of a truck Bonus or material on AMC Plus. Ian Goldberg, the showrunner, said the season is going to be about Morgan versus Strand. And will show how much Strand wants to rub it in Morgan's face that his, he succeeded. Okay. Then riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> if you can't wait to show Morgan that you succeeded, why didn't you invite him to the tower? That's the thing. How are you going to show off if you won't let him in? All you had to do was invite all three of them to the tower, right? Then, then when you get there, out. you show off the tower, you, you take him on a tour, you make him feel stupid, and then you kick him out on the street. That would be the way to do it. Right? And if you're worried about upsetting Grace, you're upsetting Grace but not letting him in the tower. And now she's not coming either. Right. How are you going to show you how successful you are if you don't bring him to the tower? Oh, boy. I... I, uh, uh. Uh, uh. that's what I say. Uh, believe it or not, I do like the show. I really do. I do too, but we have to call out the obvious. You got to call out the BS. That's yeah. There was a lot. If you don't love us for the BS, I know you love us for the SB, which is the snappy banter. So you get, (laughs) you get BS and SB. SB. You get both. No, SB, snappy banter. SB, snappy banter. Yeah, SB. You said SP? I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, the, we're not talking about. We the know snappy. it's after eight o'clock. You don't, you don't want snappy pee. You don't want no, the pee to be snappy. Snappy pee. <laughs> uh, whether you're talking about pee as an abbreviation or pee as in urine, you don't want your pee to be snappy. Jamie, have you ever had? Has your pee ever been snappy? Thankfully, no. My D has not been snappy. All right, it's time to move on. Oh my God, Jamie, it's definitely time to stop talking about letters. Oh my God, let's okay. uh, let's go. It's time, Jamie. What time is it? It's time to time shut, this, to shit shut down. this shit down. You stink. That was terrible. <laughs> that was bad? Yeah, it's fine. I, I won't touch it, I promise. Oh, you're going to leave it in. I know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 